welcome to another episode of Really Grown Shit, the podcast for the 20-somethings that ain't doing nothing. I am your hostess with the mostest, Tashia J, and today we have a guest. We have a guest. This is Bijan. Everybody know Bijan. Say hi. Hi. Now, Bijan, the world has been going crazy. Insane. You know, how have you been dealing in this quarantine, in this quarantine chronicles? I've been okay. A lot of ups and downs, crazy stuff every day, unpredictable. But sometimes you just gotta, you know, cut off your phone, drink some wine. Cheers! You end up finding hobbies out of just random trivial things to do. Or it's like you end up exploring different passions and stuff that you Mm -hmm. ain't never messed with before. Mm -hmm. That's the best thing about quarantine. But my thing is like now with quarantine, it's like they have a vaccine. I saw like last week, like 23 people passed out or something after taking the vaccine. And everybody I've heard says like their arm swells up or they feel like nauseous and they tell people not to come in the next day. So isn't that pretty alarming? No, it's, it's pretty, it's so fucking alarming. And then with just like history, how I've always used black people to study mm-hmm. on with the sciences. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about the Henrietta gene. Blackness has always been studied. And I'm sitting here and it's like, okay, y'all are giving out this vaccine. There are so many reports about, oh, they're gonna pay people to take the vaccine. You know that's gonna get the low income communities because we need the money the most. They're going to attract the people, figure out the ways that they can get us to get all the, into these schemes. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, okay, yeah, the vaccine worked, but you know how many people had to pass away for in order for, to, yep. for it to work? Mm-hmm. So we don't need that. We don't need that. That's why we need to get rid of Trump. We need to get rid of Trump because he's just been lying to all of us. And then he just didn't give me my stimulus. I'm still mad about my mother. get no stimmy in the panini. What type of stuff is that? <laughs> Why we got three? They they say three checks. I ain't got have. I ain't got one. And I'm I haven't so, received one. And I do qualify. And I'm like that. Don't make make it make sense. This is the really grown shit we have to live in. This is the really grown shit we have to deal Terrible. with. And with that being said, Bijan, it's been a year since you've been on the really grown shit. Like I remember. I don't you, believe that. It's you been were so long. you were one of my first episodes. I remember it. We sat down outside in my in my patio, and we're sitting here watching this. Drinking wine again. Ain't that crazy? We love a wine. Mama. We love we love a good wine day. One of the main reasons why I had you on my podcast today was for you to talk about your modeling career. Cause literally, it's a, it's been a year, and next thing I know, you out here just killing the game on the gram. How did you get into modeling? What was your first step? So in the beginning of last year, I really was just casually taking pictures and. Although the pandemic has negatively impacted like so many families, it's allowed so many people to do what they want to do. Finally have time to find hobbies like what you were saying and getting into different fields. So I believe like around March, I started seriously posting um, on Instagram and just showing body positivity posts and stuff like that. And then I got signed with the agency, I believe it was in June or mm-hmm. July. And social media really helps people. It just changes their life. So it's really exciting what's it going almost on. happened fast and simultaneously. It's almost like in four months. In four yeah, months. Yeah, it was super fast. Like, um, I have a little following on there, but I want to grow so it's more and, you know, have so many more attainable things and get an LA agency, which I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. So the year's starting off good and the industry is changing. So hopefully it could change faster. Of course, of course. Because my main thing I love about Bijan is an unapologetic black queen. Okay? Unapologetic. Oh we, we, what you mean, Crabby? <laughs> Sorry, I'm slurring my words a little bit. I'm having wine. 
basically Bijan has always been my friend since day one and I just love just seeing my friends grow throughout time like you always you ever had a friend you just been sitting here like I know they gonna do some shit and then you see them do shit and it's like oh shit go on friend go on friend (laughs) and it's like you gotta just showcase your friends this is why I told y'all in the last episode I was gonna showcase my community well Bijan is just one of my community members next question Seeing what you see on, you know, televisions and how, in comparison to now, in mm-hmm. 2020, mm-hmm. how has modeling been for you? Well, when I started, it was in a pandemic, so I actually don't know any professional modeling outside of a pandemic, mm-hmm. in, a, in a panini, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's really crazy to see that things are still moving, and although we're still in a pandemic, it's good to know that the industry is still changing and things are slowly starting to open up. When I went to my first shoot with Maria Summers, she was like, I saw you on Instagram. I want you to be a part of this shoot. Come down. It was all COVID safe and everything. Everybody had their mask on when they weren't shooting. Equipment team, the camera person, all of them, they had their mask and everything on, but it was still good to know that we are still working on representation instead of going back to how things were where only skinny white women were you know Mm. the faces of magazines you know Mm -hmm. we weren't going backwards we were still progressing so I really appreciate that. And that's really grown shit, okay? We don't, mm-hmm. we don't talk about in the past. I mean, when we look at modeling within the media, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we look at America's Next Top Model, and you saw With how Tyra, Ty- yeah. you saw how Tyra was just working them motherfuckers like a damn near. It was a slave auction, damn near. I was sitting here. And like, what oh. was that plus size model in there? Takara. Yeah, what? she was called like plus size. She she was minimum a size twelve. Exactly. Takara and me are the same size. When I was a kid, I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but like we look, thought she was just. We, we thought we were just. The, Tyra is just the poor size black ambassador. Yeah. Then they say, you know, we start listening to the shit that they say to people. Mm-hmm. Oh no, pack this, pack this shit up. She got real close to getting canceled because she she said so many out of pocket, but she made some great memes though. That's all I will say. It's like with a problematic motherfucker, you will have some great memes. Then it, my next question I ask, I mean, like within modeling, what's like a, a big tip you can give to somebody starting off? Take fresh digitals, white background. You don't even need a camera or phone. Or all Well, you don't need like a professional camera. You could take them on your iPhone. Companies or agencies are looking to submit in a certain way. So you have like a full body photo. You have like half of a beauty shot, your face. All natural. Do not wear any makeup. Natural hair. So they want to see you as a blank canvas because as a model, you're a blank canvas and then the client is building on what Mm. they want for their vision or what they want for their campaign. So I would just say if you're looking to submit, go to the agency websites, go to their Instagram. Sometimes they have model searching on the page. That's how I got found. I saw Revolt Model Agency. They were looking to get more plus size people and I literally just put in the comments like, hey, I just DM'd you. And then maybe I want to say like two hours later, they were like, oh, we DM'd you back. Mm. Check out your stuff. That's amazing. And then my question, if we didn't have social media Mm -hmm. do you feel like you would have had the same success i feel like my journey would have been different i would say that social media has definitely helped the plus size bigger individuals be voiced and show that we are part of society as well representation Mm -hmm. so i definitely probably would say it would be more difficult because you've seen america's next time they they run around and they have like their uh portfolios and they have to get seen and they have to do this and that 
And with those shows, you never saw plus-size women do that. So I feel like it would still be skinnier, lighter, fair-skinned mm-hmm. individuals running around in uh, Paris or Montreal or something like that. Of course. Because social media really puts in... It puts perspective into the creator. It allows the creator to make their own brand, to actually share... It. I call social media a resume for the creatives. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much it's like you show your brand. Your you uniqueness, build, yeah. You show your uniqueness, and it's like brands are looking out to you like okay what is key factors or key features that they have that nobody else has what niche could they bring into us mm-hmm. more, no so more so it's like what following who who do they know that i could possibly get in to know that's always the connection with how they try to get it in within modeling what's been like your favorite shoot so far the funnest one that was paid because it's you know it's a difference between paid and just going mm-hmm. um would have to be this um sexual wellness company it's called voodoo toys mm. and it was downtown they gave us lunch and it was with my friend model aspen um yeah like they pay for our lunch it was ac which is so important what? i know that seems so like Little but AC because the face will sweat off. <laughs> That's some really grown shit, okay? They gave us like a whole bunch of sex toys. They had a whole box full. I thought we were just modeling with the boxes. They were like, no, um, by the way, what do you want? And I was like, <laughs> um, I'll have one of everything. And it was just so fun and it was paid to, like what I said. The community was really good. So on the shoe, some clients, they don't really understand that building that trust. Mm-hmm. And the fun atmosphere definitely helps the pictures come out. You know, you don't want to make it seem like you're just going to work. You want to have fun with what you're doing. So, of course, when you brought up community, I had to ask. I remember we went to the Big Bottom Bash. Oh, that was so funny. That yeah. was the fucking best event of my life. And I mean, I know you didn't connect. With, I know you connected with people and connected with influencers. And it's like, when it comes to community with this COVID crisis and everything, how is the important, how are we able to press the need for community? Even mm-hmm. though we can't tangibly like see each other all the time. Like, cause I'm a person where it's out of sight, out of mind. But also I'm like, I'll hop on a Zoom call if I just happen to be on my laptop. Right. So the question is like with forming community within the plus size model community how have you been able to be a part of that process well like what you said if we didn't have social media it would be so much harder Mm -hmm. so in a pandemic we're not supposed to be out in big gatherings we're not even really supposed to be outside so i feel like the community would ultimately shrink significantly because we have so many individuals so many plus bodies across the world you know not just the country or anything and we're able to connect with those people and in like engagement groups and Mm -hmm. even on clubhouse like clubhouse is just coming up it's so fun but you get to talk with people that you wouldn't really talk to like on instagram you might comment underneath somebody's page but you don't hear their voice Mm. you don't get to talk to them and have like their initial thoughts in the moment you know and responses so clubhouse is really good with connecting those different individuals across the country and yeah since we can't go outside it's very much like let's support each other like and support each other with what we're posting since we can't gather Mm -hmm. because that big bottom bash that was so fun it was really fun. Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah, I feel like that with the vaccine rolling out, and it's like with hopefully by 2021, 2022, everything should be good, and we should be able to go outside. Hopefully. So hopefully we're there gonna, should be a big bottom bash. And besides modeling, you also have a full-time job. Yeah. And so the yeah, question that, that, I mean, honestly, that's some really grown shit. That's some really grown shit. Balancing, about, yeah. Ba- balancing both projects, and I mean, just what being you able, have to do what you want to do. Your time management, and so... 
I want to talk a little bit more about that to the community out there who is like, hey, I have a full-time job, but I want to go in to pursue my creative projects. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even though it is a pandemic, it's like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? For creators, you know, we want to do what we love. We want to showcase our work. If you're an artist, if you're a model, if you're a photographer, a videographer, everybody... So it's really important to find that balance because although you want to do these creative things, it can be harder to get paid for those creative things or you have to work harder to get into the field where those individuals are paid. Since the spots are so limited compared to corporate positions, I do work in healthcare, so I have to balance it with my modeling and, you know, it's it's very time consuming for both because mm-hmm. I'll work, you know, a nine to five and then I'll get home and be like, okay, I have to take these pictures. I have to do what I'm going to do for these clients for Instagram or whatever site it is for their website. But it is very important to know that it is worth it if you're striving to do what you want to do. Mm. And then that becomes what you need to do because, you know, you've gotten to the position where you've put so much time and effort into doing that. So then it becomes something you love and, you know, work isn't something you love. You just do what you love. Mm -hmm. Then, because my thing is at the end of the day, you have to to get paid for what you go to do. Mm -hmm. And I love how you brought that point where it's like, yeah, you got to take the paid opportunities. Because my thing is I'll just be creating shit just to create it. If you really support really grown shit, you can Venmo me and cash at me <laughs> at Tashia J. I didn't realize this is actually important too. I'm like, Damn, it's very important. This shit is almost like comedy. This is honestly like comedy sketches, and I'm like, I should get on Netflix. This is too. your work. You should be getting paid for it. Netflix, okay? Do you hear this now? <laughs> you need to start having podcasts on your platform, okay? And then just have really grown shit be there. You would have a lot of people Hell trying yeah. to be alive for that. Hell yeah line the motherfuckers up around the dough <laughs> anyways but speaking from my standpoint as being a creative i always feel like i don't have a full-time job now but it's always that need to have one in case like my full-time content creation goes left like because mm-hmm. you want to have a backup plan yeah. you want to have a backup plan so it's like where are you at when it comes to it? do you feel that with your modeling industry you want to like keep going full stream full term full-time content or you're more so I'm fine with the balancing of both because I still have other interests I want to do. Well, I went to school for psychology, so in the future I do want to pursue my marriage and relationship counseling and sexology, but at the moment I want to do modeling. I want to be able to quit my healthcare job to rely fully on that because one thing I noticed last year is these companies have money to throw away, Uh honestly, like thousands of dollars and if you want to be a part of that you just got to hop on it and keep working or connect with the right people but like what you said a backup plan yeah a backup plan would just be to rely on the full-time position Mm -hmm. for money's sake but i'm not going to stop doing what i want to do i want to be you know on the shows i want to be on the runway international and you will i will i'm gonna pursue it and i'm gonna manifest it yeah Manifest it any way, shape, and form you how, queen. And that's all. Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> and then the question we have is like, you're you're doing all this in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And Los Angeles is the hub. But also, it's just so expensive in general. And so it just raises the question of, how can a content creator live comfortably in Los Angeles? Connections. So getting your connections, knowing who's doing these PR collaborations and campaigns with brands, people have money to spend. Mm. Trustably, one thing I learned, like what I said earlier, 
People have money to give you and to put in your pocket, but you cannot lowball yourself at all. And I had to learn that recently. Like nobody is going to deny you saying, oh, this is only going to take $20 when somebody who produces the same type of content, it takes them $500 to do and they've paid them before. So they're not going to say, oh, this is really low. You know, you should be charging more. Of course they're not. These They're going to pay you what they tell, what you tell right. them. They're going to pay you what they, you know, what you believe you're worth. And I'm not saying prices define your worth or what you're doing, but this is your creative work. You're not only putting in time, you're putting in effort, you're putting in your energy, you're putting your likeness for them to use for your brand or collaboration or anything. You cannot tell these people, oh, it's only so much when they have million dollars investments mm-hmm. and i've been played by some brands that have literally been like okay yeah these are your rates cool just got a 10 million dollar investment and has money to give away isn't that crazy crazy as fuck crazy as fuck because then i'm sitting here i'm like okay so you give them a number what they're gonna say no but if they really want you they're gonna be like okay can we work with this mm-hmm. it's just a number this has my brains tuning y'all Fuck around, go catch really grown shit. Modeling. Just wait on it. Dropping gems. Just wait on it. Look at you, Bjorn. Dropping gems. <laughs> and so then the next question that raises the next question that raises up to you talk about working with big and big companies, mm-hmm. right? What about small companies? Like let's say if it's like a small black owned business, a small business mm-hmm. hits you up and says, Hey, we wanna work with you, but also we got a budget. A budget is good when they present it. A Mm. lot of lower companies or even bigger companies, companies that know that they have money in general, will say, you know, hey, can we send you this for that? And then you have to take the initiative to say, hey, well, I'm not taking products as a form of payment right now, you know, phrase it professionally, but do you guys have a budget? Then they'll be like, yeah, we have a budget, but then you realize, oh, okay, so you was trying to get something free off me. Mm. Or you was trying to get something in exchange for a product, but guess what? A t-shirt and a dress is not going to pay my light bill. Mm. And that's some really grown shit. You got to pay your bill. Okay? You just hit it <laughs> on the motherfucking market. Yes, 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 yes. So to all my content creators, all my influencers, all my people out there who are just like trying to get their brands across, please do not settle for the t-shirt compensation. Do not. Do not. Some free clothes can only get you so far. And I mean, it's fine to get the free clothes sometimes if that's what you want to do. Because sometimes I take gifting stuff too because it's with a nice brand or it's a lower brand who doesn't have the budget. Mm -hmm. That's completely fine. That is up to you. But just know that taking always gifted isn't going to get you paid Mm. unless you have that person who's seen your profile and be like, okay, we want you to work on some paid stuff. But it is good to get paid for your work and your content. Because this is something that you're putting your effort into. So, you know, they could drop some coin. Of course. If they have a budget, let them use the budget, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, one, okay, so this is something I can speak from. Because I'm a content creator, you're a content creator. Okay. So, speaking about content creation, I feel like there's always this need of, like, I feel like I need somebody on the other end, on the administrative line, on the... managerial time to like I'm a content creator who creates by passion I don't create on the schedule I create just how I'm feeling do you feel that within this you're self-managing your own company in a sense your own company yeah it's almost like you're the manager you're like the CEO behind everything that's what I love it's in like what you said entrepreneurship it's you managing your time like when I take pictures or when I'm working with a brand and they want content 
I have to set out a schedule. I've actually had to download a schedule app on my phone because mm. when I come home from work, I need to plan, okay, it's going to take me this long to do my makeup. Okay, I need to set up my equipment. Okay, I need to get my pieces out, what I'm going to showcase and stuff. So this is all things that you would have to do to manage a quote-unquote business. Mm. And you are your business. You're promoting yourself to these brands or even with agencies and casting calls. You know, you have to set out a time when you're going to submit your casting video, when you're going to take your digitals, when you're going to do the campaign because they have like a lot of quarantine safety campaigns where you're doing at home now. So all of this is just setting a schedule and being your own secretary. Damn. Yeah. It's very true. It's crazy. I mean, that's my thing. I mean, like I said, I speak from it. Bijan can speak from it too. It's a, it's a full-time job. If you're mm-hmm. a content creator, it's all these other positions into one. But it's like, you do it so subconsciously. It's like, because you love what you do. You love the art behind it. So mm-hmm. you're just going to keep doing it. You're going to take the time it takes to make your post. You're going to take the time it takes to get a brand, entrepreneurship, all that other stuff across. Because it makes you happy. And what you were saying, you do that subconsciously. Don't miss up on putting that on your resume. You mm. do this, you do that. You are the assistant. You are the secretary. You are communications. You are PR. You are everything. So make sure you write all those skills down. Because don't say, oh, I just do this. No, you do everything and you need to be known for it. Period. Period. Add that resume up, girl. You could do everything. No, dead ass, dead ass. <laughs> I mean, and so then, I mean, like, it's just a question I always ask. If you feel like when you get too big, you might need somebody managing your shit together. Like, all right, now. I know you want to do a lot. <laughs> all right, settle down now. Like, all right, uh, now. It's like, hold on. I, I'm, I'm going to take tally of all the shit you got to date up to. <laughs> I definitely want to get to that point where I have a manager or I'm working with a personal agent or something like that, even though I don't really think there's a lot of personal agents, but I know that there is personal management to manage social media outlets and, you know, just like a lot of what you can't do at the moment Mm. because you have too much going on. You're working on too many things. So I hope I get to that point because that would be amazing to be like, oh, okay, you want to work with me? All right, go to my manager. Girl, if you don't speak this in the 2021, I'm like, it's Go to the manager. It's a whole new decade, okay? So to any potential talent managers, talent agents out there, Bijan is about to blow up, okay? And if you don't know this shit (laughs) now on really grown shit, you about to know this shit now. And then it raises my next question. With really grown shit, one of the things I really heighten is community. How it's it takes a village to raise, it takes a village to bring up the next upcoming generation or the next upcoming Beyonce. You know, Beyonce had a whole fucking team behind her a ass. Team, honey. A team behind her ass in order for her to be who she is now. <laughs> and so it raises my question on saying it's like how has community how has community helped your career? Community is so important because we're in a time where the fashion industry modeling industry just social media in general can be very fatophobic can be very racist can be very homophobic and it is so important to have a community that supports you and understand that all people are equal representation is key and there's not one standard of beauty there's just not you cannot just represent one type of individual and expect everybody to think this is the like the perfection of what beauty should be and 
building that community, you're able to speak with people across the country, across the world, going through the same issues of them fighting the good fight, basically. This fashion industry, modeling industry, social media, it's growing so fast and you want to get on it while you can. Community is so important because you have that support, you have that mental support, especially mentally now since we're not able to see each other as much. Mm -hmm. So it's so good to see that support. And I mean, it may be a simple like, it may be a simple comment. It may even be a message that brightens somebody's day. You never know. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love because that's the thing. It's like at the end of the day, it's the simple things that matter. I mean, I so say important. say the same for really grown shit. I mean, it's like a simple like. A like could put you on somebody else's platform on mm-hmm. their explore page. Yep. And then you see that oh shit, who is this modeling this outfit? Or it's like it's really the inclusivity. You know, it's like growing up. You know. When I was looking at models, the only person I saw who was really in the fucking model industry was Raven Simone. Yeah. A, a fictional character off of, Disney, off of Disney. And I'm like... Who I, was seen as, like, the biggest girl. But she was, like, what? Biggest you can be and the biggest is accepted. And I'm like, all beauty is accepted. My mm-hmm. thing is, I say beauty... black Blackness and beauty go hand in hand. Because there's no uniform experience of beauty. There's, there's no, no standard, yeah. There's no uniform experience of blackness. And it's all... It's in the same aspect where... It's like within both, you find a uniqueness into all expressions of it. Mm-hmm. You find the beauty, you find the uniqueness, you find the visionary. You that has my thing. And so, thank you so much for coming again. This is my last question because I like to lead everybody off with this because some people still keep questioning me. Okay. What does really grown shit mean? Tashai, I don't know, but my community knows what really grown shit means. So, <laughs> Bijan. What does really grown shit mean to you? (laughs) Really grown shit means you do what you love with a passion. You work hard to get to the places you want to get. And you just believe in yourself. You love yourself. You believe in yourself. I mean, Tashaya, she booming with the podcast, okay? <laughs> she believed in herself, and now she's on episode, what What episode is this? 15, 16. Episode 15, 16, and we, nothing but great things are happening. We're working on so many things. So, like what I said, really grown shit just means loving yourself and peace, love, and happiness. <laughs> I love it. And peace, love, and happiness to everyone else. You guys have a great rest of your week. Happy to shy Thursday. Thank you, Bijan. Bye. Deuces.